the gap widened. Moonlight and rainwater poured in. You make trouble, a reedy voice said in fractured English. Toyette looked up to see a flat-faced Thai girl called Beetle behind her, arms crossed, jaw set. Like Hong and Weasel, Beetle knew even less Vietnamese than she did English, so by default English was the language they used among each other. Boss man catch you, he make everybody unhappy. A few feet away, a Vietnamese girl called Dung huddled on her filthy mattress, scrawny arms curled around her stomach. Her magenta hair, now black at the roots, hid most of her bruised and swollen face. She was the smallest of them, but she had fought the hardest and the longest. Just this morning, she had raked her nails across the boss man's neck, and without even flinching, he had caught her hand and snapped two of her fingers. The broken fingers and the bruises were partly punishment and partly an example for the rest of them. See what happens when you disobey? Touillette thought they would kill the girl soon. Or maybe she would kill herself. Surely no one could take so much abuse for so long. The girl's eyes, fixed on the gap in the wall, shone in the dim light. Touillette said, he make everybody unhappy anyway. She pushed again, and more water washed through. Did they have monsoon season here in America? If it rained like this for weeks, would the men stay away? How long before, half-starved, she and the other women fell on each other? As much as she hated the men, she hated her dependence on them more. Anyway, I only looking. See what see. See nothing, Beetle said. Nobody get through here. Even if can, too sharp glass, too high wall, too many ghosts. Touillette shivered. She had never seen the shallow graves behind the shed, but she knew from the fear in the long-timer's eyes that they were there. I know, but maybe... You think maybe hope is no hope. You go sleep now. Forget this, foolish. Beetle stomped back to her own mattress, her lips a thin line in her flat face. Another flash of lightning lit the room. Then a loud crack, followed by the sounds of breaking wood and the crunch of glass. Touillette lay down on her stomach, heedless of the water soaking through her slip, chilling her breasts. She pressed the wall outward with her palm and peered out through the gap. Forget this, foolish. Rain pelted her face and chilled her skin, but she didn't care. She would never get her fill of that smell. Across the grass, rain sparkled on a river of shattered glass. Beyond that stood a high stone wall, also topped with glass, if the long-timers told the truth. But who would know? Who could cross the river of shards to find out? Touillette blinked, wiped rainwater from her eyes, and looked again. A tree, split by lightning, lay across the wall, its trunk and branches stretched like a bridge across the glass. Only four or five feet separated the trunk from the grassy turf. Four or five feet across the shards. It would hurt. It would hurt a lot. But it could be done. She looked over at Dung, the smallest of them. Tuyet climbed to her feet and brushed water and grime from the front of her slip.
Then she pressed her shoulder against the wall and pushed as hard as she could. The metal squealed, the gap widened. Beetle looked up and wailed. Shoulder still pressed to the wall. Tuyet gestured for the other women to help. There was a way out, she said, and told them about the fallen tree. Beetle moaned. Boss man come, put you in pit for sure. Maybe me, us, too. Dung, who had once spent three days in the pit, whimpered. No one come tonight, Tuyet said. Too much storm. We hurry, have plenty time. Hong looked pointedly away, then buried her face between Grub's shoulder blades. Beetle covered her face with her arms and keened, while Weasel turned her back and lay down on her mattress. The others were as still as stone. I do it myself, Tuyat said. She pushed, pushed harder. The gap widened to the size of a pumpkin, then half.